Praise God. Well, let's look. Let's look this morning at prayers that work. Praise God. I mean, our prayers they work. There are some in the scriptures that are. Wow. What are these in here for? Well, they're there to help us. Let's go first to Matthew chapter five. Okay, Matthew chapter five. And uh, we'll look at one that's uh, been with us in our thinking since we were little. If uh, You've been in church as long as I have. <clears throat> Actually, Matthew 6, excuse me, that was 5. <clears throat> Praise God. Matthew chapter 6, and uh, let's start over here at uh, verse 9. After this manner, therefore pray ye, Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Now, before we get any further, Jesus said, after this manner. And I know we can say it. I've been places. And, matter of fact, that's this football team. I know they did. Did they do it last night? Our Father, which art in heaven. Yeah. We do it every practice. And then before the game, at halftime, and at the end of the game. Yeah. They're fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah. And But sometimes I know I, in the, the circles that I was around, I was like, all of a sudden, everybody kicked off the Lord's Prayer. And I thought, whoa, had done that a long time. You know, it, it may have been even in your life where, you know, it's been such a long time. Since, well, what you want to do is you want to fix that because this is a great daily prayer. Uh, you know, take Dustin's example, you know, like you said, before the game, middle of the game, after the game. <laughs> yeah, put it to good use. Now, notice what it says here. After this manner, therefore pray you. So, in other words, therefore pray ye would be, you know, do this. Okay. Hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Now, before we get any further, that sure didn't spend a whole lot of time on praising the Lord. Of course not. See, you got to remember, we're in this world, and there are fallen angels. They're spirits. They see us. They know what's going on around us. They know you're in trouble. They created the trouble. <laughs> They're trying to distract you. You may not be able to see them, but they are there. Uh, you can tell their effect by, uh, let, let's, let's, let's just compare. We have one side be God, one side be the en enemy, the devil, of course. God has promised us that he would give us a future and a hope, didn't he? He also told us that uh, uh, he is the peace that passes all understanding, will guard your heart and mind. Okay, knowing that that's so, and peace, uh, Jesus said, peace I leave with you. Okay, let's just focus on that. So here you are, and this, there's peace in your life. Oh, you just, all right. And all of a sudden, when you wake up in the morning, you don't have peace. You have thoughts about something else. Now, that's just how close the enemy is in your life. A lot of people have tried to rewrite that and go, well, no, God used that thing, just like the fear of a truck. I'm not going to walk out in front of a truck. That's, that's silly. You know? Uh, yeah, but it, it, no, I, God doesn't wake you up with those kind of fears. And besides that, when you start believing that, guess what? I don't have any need for this Bible anymore. I'll just go by what I feel like in the morning. If I'm afraid, then I'll know, move over this way a little bit. If I'm okay, then... I just won't do anything. In other words, God will guide me by my fears in my life. No, he won't either. You'll be pretty mixed up because Satan himself likes to appear as an angel of light. He's not going to tell you he's the devil. He's going to try his very best to act like and sound like he's Jesus. Do you know the devil quoted scripture to Jesus? <clears throat> he's going to try to do the same thing to you. But you can see his game. But anyway, notice this. Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Oh, and he goes right into thy kingdom come, thy will be done. So it's not a matter of how much I praise the Lord. 
I need to praise the Lord for 30 minutes before I get down to praying for my children. My children are, are having difficulties and whatever, and I just don't feel like I can break through. Jesus never taught about breaking through. You break through when you say, Lord, help me. The woman with the issue of well broke, I mean, with the issue, with the issue of well, the issue of blood broke through when she went through the crowd and didn't say, oh, Mr. Jesus, I just worship you. You are the son of God. She didn't tell him anything. She said, if I anybody touch the hem of his garment, I shall be whole. Boy, that was selfish. Well, yes, but then she blabbed it all off, which was praise to God, and that's what it's all about. God wants to help you personally first. And he doesn't just give you three wishes, and that's it. It's all your life. He's not worried about you. You belong to him. You're not going to break the bank. <laughs> he loves you. <clears throat> He's going to help you. A lot of times we won't even go into prayer because we like, well, God can't get me a red one. I mean, that's just too hard. Yes, he will. He'll get you a green one, too, if you want it. Some people just don't even try. Mm. So he says, Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. And that's the end of it right there. Then he goes, serious stuff right here. I'm in a little bit of trouble. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Indicating there's two wills involved here. There's a, shall we say, a devil's will taking place down here on this earth? Yes. Satan comes to kill, steal, and destroy. Jesus said, I've come to you might have life and have more abundantly. So if Jesus thought these words were wasted and they, you don't have to, you, you can leave out points one and two. No, don't leave them out. Praise God. And then also, Lord, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. See, there's no destruction in heaven. There's no calamity in heaven. There's plenty in heaven reason Jesus said, I'll give you the keys of the kingdom. And whatever you bind on earth is bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth is loosed in heaven. Notice he didn't say, I will bind. You have to bind. You've got to say, I, I want this locked down in heaven down here. I need this resource that I know you have in heaven, Lord, it's my health. I need it down here. Jesus said, whatever you bind. Now what is binding? Well, let's just look at it in, in terms of unbelief. You know, I just don't think that's going to happen. We just let it go, didn't you? Well, lock it down. Lock it down. Don't let go. Be like the widow woman that went to the judge. I'm not leaving. I'll be here in the morning until I get this. And that judge says, she's going to keep coming. Luke 18. Hear what the unjust judge says, Jesus said. And shall, he not, shall not God avenge his very own, which cry unto him day and night, though he bear along with him? I tell you, he will avenge them speedily. Yet when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on the earth? What does that mean? Will you be doing it? Will you take time and say, yes, that's for me? So move a little further. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Look at verse 11. kind of just jumps out, give us. Well, I don't want to be pushy with God. We're not being pushy with God. We're being pushy with the devil. We're down here on some terrible ground, okay, and we've got to have some help. Jesus said, I pray not that you'll take them out of the world in John chapter 17, but that you will protect them from the evil that's in the world. Well, if it didn't matter, why did Jesus waste time saying that? It does matter. It does matter, praise the Lord. Uh, God wants us to be protected while we're down here. And our mission is to go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. That's the only reason we're here. And we're going to raise families. We're going to do some good things and whatever. But the mission is to get everybody saved. And then we're going to get out of this mess. God's going to shut it down and it'll be a new heavens and a new earth. But right now, it's like the prodigal. The dad's sitting there waiting for these guys to come home. But it's our job to get out there and tell them, hey, do you know about Jesus Christ? It's not a little game we're playing down here. 
<laughs> it's all out survival, praise the Lord. Give us this day our daily bread. You followed the ministry of Jesus, and every went, there was abundance. He fed the 4,000. He fed the 5,000. And don't forget, that wasn't the end of the feeding. The disciples were on the boat one time, going across the water, and they forgot to take bread, and they got worried about it. Jesus reminded them of that miracle. Now, what good was the miracle going to do? Because the miracle only proved that Jesus was the Son of God. No, you're wrong. Everybody was way, way beyond that. The miracle was Jesus said, I will, not, I will not send them away hungry, lest they faint on the way. You know, God cares about your food today. Some people think God's all about fasting. Well, I need to learn to fast, whatever. God doesn't want you to miss a meal. He feeds the birds. Matthew 6 tells us that. On the second page, or if you flip the page, you know. Give us this day our daily bread. You know, even the woman that had the demon-possessed daughter said, Lord, even the dogs get the crumbs. I mean, daily bread, I don't, I don't care how you slice it. It's everything you need or anything you need from God. You need healing, that's your daily bread. Whatever it is. Whatever. Read the book of Psalms if you think it doesn't, uh, you're not sure God will do it for you. Boy, David would be the first to stand up and say, the Lord, he only does wondrous things. And he helps me all the time. And he'll grant you all your petitions. My petitions? Yeah. Mm -hmm. He'll grant you the, the desires of your heart. Now look at verse 12. And forgive us our debts. Now, boy, that's really being pushy right there. Uh, who am I to tell God to forgive me? We don't know too much about his love when we think that way. Jesus, Jesus well, it was Jesus, but David, Psalm 103, said, I have a bad debt. The new company I work for, the president's God. And he gave me some great benefits. I get three weeks vacation. I get, you know, this benefit and that benefit, and I get stocks and whatever, and we know what benefits are. Well, really, David said in Psalm 103, verse 2, he said, and forget not all his benefits. And I tell you, sometimes maybe we don't, we don't forget it, but we just try to think, I don't want to, I, I don't want to, I don't want to push God into telling him he needs to forgive me. <laughs> Let me ask you this. Did God command you to forgive others? He did, didn't he? Matthew 18. Matthew 18 says, if you don't forgive each one of your brothers from their heart, neither will your heavenly father forgive you your trespasses. Mm -hmm. Jesus said, when you stand, pray and forgive, so that your Father which is in heaven may forgive you your trespasses. You know, the devil will try to box you in a corner and say, God's not going to forgive you. And that's not the way the scripture reads here. Verse 12, and forgive us our debts as we forgive those who trespass against us. You know, God will forgive you. Just do your part and forgive others. He'll forgive you. Oh, look at 13. And lead us not into temptation. Well, now, come on. Do you, do you really think Jesus is trying to get you to tempted to be, to get you tempted to sin? No. The word temptation is a, a trial. It's a test. And it's not like, well, let's get out our paperwork, Jesus. We're going to send Richard to a big one. You watch him from your side, and, and Holy Ghost will watch him. You watch him from his side, and let's watch and see how he goes through this test. No. Matthew chapter 4, the Bible says the Spirit of God led Jesus into the wilderness to be tempted. That sounded bad too, didn't it? No, we're missing it. It's because our mind, we're thinking that God's putting us in this trouble. No, when you go through trouble, you want the Holy Spirit to lead you. And I tell you what, Jesus nailed Satan on every one of those things. If you be the Son of God, command these stones be made bread. 
Jesus and the Holy Spirit said, man shall not live by bread alone, by every word, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Try again, Satan. Satan took him on a, on a, a pinnacle of the temple, said, jump down, for it's written. He'll give his angels charge concerning that. Jesus said, no, it's written. Thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. I know. One more time, Jesus is taken by Satan, sees all the kingdoms of the world, and the devil says, bow down, for it's been handed over to me. And it was. It was a real temptation. It wasn't a lie, or Jesus was party to it. It wasn't a lie. Satan did have all the kingdoms of the world. But Jesus, like we say, when he come out of the grave, Revelation chapter 1, Behold, I have the keys. Don't tell me you have the keys if you've always had them. We know you've always had them, Jesus. No, he got them back. He gave to us. Praise the Lord. So he says, lead us not into temptation. Look at this next phrase. But deliver us from evil. Where has that one been? Well, I don't want to say that because I don't want to hurt somebody's feelings because I know some family, they prayed and prayed and prayed, and, and it didn't happen for them. So because it didn't happen for them, we're going to strike this from our Bible. No, we're not. So you lose the ball game. Don't quit working on your defensive line. So you lost your fishing rod. Do you quit fishing? No. Buy a new one. Get back out there again. Don't ever quit. And don't mess with those questions. I wonder why. I wonder why. I wonder. Don't. Don't. Just get right back on it. Said the rule book says do this. So here's a new situation. Even though I've had some experience over here, I don't care what that experience says. I'm going by this. Because ultimately this says John 3.16 tells me I'm going to heaven. I'm not going to change my mind because of that. I'm going to stick with this. I'm telling you, you're going to quit seeing failure. You'll see success. But if we just sit there and we keep saying, you know, well, I know somebody, I know somebody, I know somebody. Boy, it's the devil's favorite thing. Yeah, but what about so-and-so? I wrote a song one time. Says, Didn't you hear about so-and-so? Yeah, I've heard about so-and-so, but that doesn't change the word. It doesn't matter. <clears throat> Not moved by that. He says, but deliver us from evil. Besides that, Jesus lived this way, and nobody got him till he gave his life. They came out with lanterns and swords and torches to come get him. And Jesus said, I was daily in the temple. How come you didn't get me? <laughs> and Jesus said, because this is the hour of darkness. Jesus said, my life is mine to lay down and take up again. No man takes that from me. And the truth is, you've got that same right too through Jesus Christ. You do. I mean, Jesus said, you know, that uh, not a hair of your head will perish. He said, in your patience, possess ye your souls. He told Peter on that water, why'd you doubt? Because Peter, too, started to sink. said, Lord, save me. <clears throat> it's important. You've got to use our faith. Deliver us from evil. And then he finishes up by saying, thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. He didn't say, well, you know what? Just whatever your will is, just let it happen. You know, it doesn't matter. And I don't want to be too pushy with you, God, just to, if you get time. You know, if you love me. You know, if, if, if I find any kind of grace, and uh, you come on. You don't have to say if you find any kind of grace in the Lord's sight. I mean, this is, we pray in the name of Jesus, which means you submitted a request and bypassed everybody and actually forged Jesus' name on there. Except it wasn't a forgery. You were given that permission. Now, how strong was that permission? It still looks pretty sneaky to me. Because Jesus said, I don't care what you ask him, he'll give it to you. You're Josh and me. No. 
He says, up to now, you've asked nothing in my name. Asking, be, asking it should be given you. you know? You're kidding me. No. That's what he said. Wow. <clears throat> Let me show you another one. Go to the book of Chronicles. That's the Old Testament. Way back here. In the Old Testament, you've got Chronicles. You're going to pass 1 uh, and 2 Samuel, 1 and 2 Kings, and there's Chronicles. And I want you to go to the fourth chapter. 1 Chronicles chapter 4. And look down here at verse 10. What a scripture. This needs to be used. That's the reason it's in here. But I want you to notice while you're there at chapter 4, verse 10, that, man, this is some very boring stuff, it looks like, in chapter 1, chapter 2, chapter 3. These were the sons of David, chapter 3. These were the sons of Israel. Chapter 1, these were, no, excuse me, Adam, Sheth, uh, Enosh, Kena, Methuselah. Who do you think those are? First people in the Bible. First people on the planet. Uh, what's the name of this book? Chronicles. That's right. Chronological. These are so-and-so's, the son of so-and-so, the son of so-and-so, the son of so-and-so. Man. It's not really boring when you realize this was the truth. Did you know what? You can count up from Jesus. It's in, it's in Luke chapter 3 and, uh, and in Matthew chapter 1. Matthew goes all the way back to Abraham. Luke goes all the way back to Adam. Talking about Jesus' bloodline. Okay. You can tell how many uh, years it was, nearly 4,000 years, 3,500 years, uh, when Jesus was here all the way back to Adam. And we know how many years it was since Jesus to us, roughly 2,000. So you can guess the number of people, I mean, you can see the number of people that uh, Jesus listed in Luke chapter 3. Uh, let's just say it was 60 generations. I'm not sure what the count is. 60-something uh, people. So-and-so is the son of so-and-so, the so-and-so, whatever. Okay. And then you can estimate only 2,000 years to where you are. And you realize there ain't been but about 100 generations since Adam. 100. I can grasp that, can't you? I can go 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. Let's see, Adam, Seth, Methuselah. See, you can do that, can't you? It's like, this is real. It is real. Of course it's real. And somebody had written these things down. They had these things. Now, that's what it's about. Now, look at the fourth chapter. Look at verse 10. Right in the middle of it. I mean, it's not the end of it. It's in the middle of it while he's still talking. Look what happens. And uh, let's take it for verse 9. And Jabez was more honorable than his brethren. And his mother called his name Jabez, saying, Because I bear him with sorrow. Hmm. So what's this about Jabez and his mother? Well, look at verse 10. And Jabez called on the God of Israel, saying, now here's where you ought to be underlining. Here's where you need to remember where this verse is, so you can put it on your wall at the house and use it. Oh, that thou wouldest bless me indeed. Remember, Jabez didn't speak English this way. He just said, God, bless me. Please. You know. And enlarge my coast. In other words, like prosper me. Yeah that thine hand might be with me, and that you would keep me from evil. Now that, now come on, fella. A little evil is good for everybody. You're going to grow strong, you know, if you break your leg. You know, good doctor, you've heard the stories. That leg's going to be stronger than the other. 
I know my granddaddy told me that too. He broke his arm when he was 13 on a mule going in the barn. His arm, he holds it up like this. This arm spins like this. He's in heaven now, but he'll tell you that arm's stronger, but he won't tell you break your arm to make it stronger. Yeah, you might have a stronger arm or whatever, but, but quit thinking your trials is what makes us strong. I got parents. My parents train me. I have the Holy Spirit. As an adult, God teaches me. It's not my troubles. So God, uh, Jabez got away with something here. He said, uh, keep me from evil. Huh? Look at the next phrase. That it might not grieve me. One translation says that it won't cause me pain. Now that's selfish. Well, I like Bugs Bunny. Bugs Bunny says this. He says, oh, I'm allergic to pain. That's good. We ought to be allergic to pain. Instead of just welcoming the troubles in this life, thinking that it's biblical, that we go through sorrows and mess in the scriptures, and it's not true. Noah went on top of that flood. He got out of it. You're going to get out of yours too if you'll pray. Notice this, and he says, and God granted him that which he requested, verse 11, and Shulab, the brother of Shua, begat me, begat I mean, why is that in there? Well, it ought to be highlighted. Well, yes, those names need to be highlighted because they go all the way to Jesus and they go all the way to Adam. Very important. But I tell you what, right in the middle of it, you don't hear another little story except for something like this. I think it's important. Yes, it is. Let me do it one more time because it's one of my daily prayers I pray. He says uh, that you would bless me indeed and that you would uh, all <clears throat> enlarge my coast and that your hand would be with me and that you would keep me from evil, that it might not grieve me. Lord, I want a free lunch. I want a bed of roses. Well, don't ask for that. Oh, yes, I am. I am. I so am going to ask for that. Jesus said, my yoke is easy, my burden's light. He said, come ye that labor and heavy laden, I will give you rest. Let me show you another one. Let's go to uh, uh, Exodus Numbers. It's Numbers chapter 6. Third book of the Bible, in all fourth. Exodus chapter 6. I'll show you another one right here. And look over here at verse 20. Uh, 20 uh, I, I will start here in verse uh, 23. Numbers chapter 6, verse 23. And speak unto Aaron and say unto his sons. Now remember, Aaron was the high priest. And his sons were worked in the temple. The Bible says he's made us a kingdom of priests. We're priests today, too. We can't be silent, priest. Let me think about it. We're priests. We're supposed to be praying. And we are. We are. Praise the Lord. Now, look at this prayer. Now, I know I grew up, in, you may have grown up in a Methodist church, and they did this too, okay? I grew up in a Baptist church, and they did this. I did this at a change of command ceremony for the Army one time. I threw it in my prayer right at the end because I love it. I love it. People knew what I was doing because they heard it. They talked to me about it later. Richard, I like your prayer because they remembered it. I remember it. I remember either Brother Shirley or Brother Burhan, Dr. Burhans would say this. I mean, at the end of every service. And then guess what? I didn't see it again until I found it. I was like, where'd it go? Well, you don't have to let years and years go by. You can use these in your life. Now, again, this is in your Bible. Here it is. He says in verse 23, On this wise you shall bless the children of Israel, saying unto them. Now, why do we need blessing? Well, wonder how often they did this. Well, I know when I grew up at Wesley Baptist Church, it was every Sunday under this one pastor. He thought it was important. I mean, he did. Otherwise, he'd, well, I'll take it out of service. 
he thought it was worth a Sunday morning, you know. And I believe he was right. I believe it's worth an all day for us. I mean, and every day. Look what he says here. The Lord bless thee. Look at this next phrase. Now, this is the reason I have no doubt about what my message is as a minister. And keep thee. And I'm not the only one. But I can compare myself to some people on the radio. And also, I hear people at work tell me things like, you never know if God's going to help you or not. And I'm like, have you not read? Keep thee. What do you think God wants to give us away? No, the word keep means protect. The Lord bless thee and protect thee. When he took the children of Israel from Egypt, not a one of them was lost. Not, not one of them. There was not one feeble one among them. He kept them all well. He did. <clears throat> Pillar of fire by night, basically heat and air conditioning. And a cloud by day, sun shall not smite thee by day. Okay, the Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. Now, God told Moses to tell Aaron, hey, Aaron, God just told me this afternoon you need to say these words. Do you not think they're important? Oh, that's so pretty. I can't wait till the company Hallmark comes into being. We're going to put that on a Hallmark card. Well, they're going to put it on their card, all right, but it's supposed to be in our life all the time. These are powerful words. The Lord make his face shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. Well, what if he didn't want to? Where do you get that from? God commanded Moses to tell Aaron to say this every day. You have this. Look at verse 26. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. I mean, think about that. When you're going through a storm or whatever, praise God, God is looking down on me. And I have peace. I am in his arms. I am getting out of this mess. I know. How do you know? Because of the, the thing that Moses was told to tell Aaron. Well, what was it? The Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face shine upon thee, be gracious unto thee. The Lord uh, lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. We should be able to say that. <clears throat> At least know where it is. Luke chapter 6 here. <clears throat> I mean, not Luke, uh, but, but Numbers chapter 6 here, verses 24 through 26. Oh, praise God. Hallelujah. Now, uh, let's, go to, uh, let's go to Psalm um, <clears throat> Psalm 20. We'll close right here. Psalm 20. In Psalm 20, this is, David says this here. He says, the Lord hear thee in the day of trouble. I mean, listen, when you're in trouble, you need to be praying. <laughs> Now, he, he's not going to hear you if you're not asking. But if you're in any kind of trouble, yeah, I'll pray. Well, I don't want to bug God. I mean, it's, I didn't talk to him at all last week. You know, listen, you're just listening to the devil when you, when you say those things. He think, I, and, and we as Americans, yeah, I know. I know my son's here this morning. The only reason he's talking to me, you know, when he was younger, he just wants some money. You know? Well, if that was so, I'd give him some money anyway. I know that. But he still loves me. Who cares? Well, God's the same way. Dustin doesn't have to... Come in and tell me all these great things about me. He can just come right in and say, Dad, I need something. That's the way it is with God. In the day of trouble, the Lord hear thee. So the Lord hear thee in the day of trouble. The name of the God of Jacob, defend thee. Well, do you know his name? Jesus, yeah. Well, he just said it would defend you. We should believe these things. 
Look at verse 2. Send thee help from the sanctuary and strengthen thee out of Zion. I was talking with someone uh, last night, and we were talking about, uh, you know, how they used to, they'd run to the, in the uh, you know, maybe in uh, whatever, countries or whatever, people would run to the temple or whatever, I mean, to the, the church and claim sanctuary, you know, they're safe, you know, whatever. He says here, he sends you help from the sanctuary and strengthen thee out of Zion. Verse 3, remember all thy offerings and accept thy burnt sacrifice. Grant thee according to thine own heart and fulfill all thy counsel. We need to pull that out of the Bible because that is sure enough selfish right there. That's not going to make us look good in front of the other religions around the world. I'm not trying to look good the way they want me to. I'm trying to, I'm out to beat them. Because I'm supposed to tell them that unless they believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, they're going to die in their sins. And this is, this is fantastic. Remember, Jesus told that demon-possessed man after he had set him free. Remember, he walked naked among the tombs and stuff and cut himself with stones. And he wanted to go be with Jesus. And the town said, Jesus, don't you dare come to our town. We don't want you. It scared them so bad. Remember, all those demons ran into the, went into the pigs and they ran down that, that steep bank violently and they perished. And Jesus said to the man, he said, hey, what? You go back and you go tell them what great things the Lord's done for you. And if you'll go track where that took place, you see it in the book of Matthew, that incident, and it's also in the book of, I think it's in Mark and Luke as well. It's not in John. And, but anyway, and if you'll look, Jesus went ministering over, he crossed the, the sea, went back over here, the Sea of Galilee. But all of a sudden, this man's over here telling people what great things the Lord's done for him. All of a sudden, when Jesus makes his way back over here, guess what? A crowd of people show up. They greet him next time. I wonder if that man had anything to do with it. Well, I'm sure he did. I'm sure he did. Wow. We will rejoice in thy salvation, and in the name of our God, we will set up our banners. The Lord fulfill all thy petitions. He will. We should just make that right and just say he only does the ones he wants to. Well, that's not what it says here. He says he'll fulfill all thy petitions. Now I know that the Lord saves his anointed. He will hear him from his holy heaven with the saving strength of his right hand. Some trust in chariots, some in horses, but we will remember the name of the Lord our God. They are brought, they are brought down and fallen, but we are risen and stand upright. Save, Lord. Let the king hear us when we call. Praise God. And he will.